Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Beat My Guest. I'm your host, AJ Mass. If you're new to the show, each week I invite a guest to sit in the hot seat and field questions in a wide variety of topics, earning points for the episode on a scale of 1 to 100. For those of you playing along at home, you have but one task set before you, and that is to see if you can beat my guest. Mm, but before you can beat my guest, you need to meet my guest, so let's give a warm up to today's guest. You know him, you love him. He's Kintad Svensgaard. Kintad, how are you, sir? Hey, AJ. How's it going, my man? Oh, it's going. It's going. It's yeah. going. Happy New Year to you, sir. Happy New Year. 2019. I'm sure we'll uh, bring much prosperity, joy, and uh, happiness to you and yours. <laughs> Peace and joy unto you and to you, your wassail, too. Who are you calling a wassail? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say uh, waddle? Okay. <laughs> this here is the waddle, the emblem of a land you can put in your bottle or hold it in your hand. Hey, hail, hail, well yes. spoken, amen. Ah, oh, man, it's been good. It's been a long time. It's been it's been a it's been a wonderful new year so far. Uh, we have finished season three, season three of the books. We're getting ready to record season four, but I didn't want any of you out there to wait too long between episodes. So Kintad and I are thrown together. It's just your uh, regular old uh, special. Hot seat episode where we take a little, uh, you know, last season. I don't know if anyone noticed. You noticed, Kintad, very early on, actually. Yes. Uh, all of the episodes from season three were based on episode titles of the TV show Lost's first season as we went along the way there. I, I, I think a lot of people probably noticed, but I I, I, I didn't see any commentary on it. I, I was a little shocked in the uh, old Facebook group. We, we grow. We evolve. We don't have to have a lost reference in every episode, but, uh, you know, there was one there in case anybody missed that old, old gag. Yeah, that old gag. Uh, season four is coming up. We're going to have some exciting new changes to the game. I mean, it's essentially going to be the same, but uh, we're going to have another wacky 23 episodes. We're going to have a couple of brand new categories. Some categories are retiring. Thank you to everyone who provided feedback in that regard. We have a Facebook group, don't we, Kintad? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a blast. Uh, everybody should join the Facebook group. And uh, I promise this season, I think season four, I need to be a little bit more active in the group with some, uh, maybe some trivia fun, maybe a joke here or there, uh, you know, and, and you know, the standard show announcements, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you're a bit of an absentee father, but that's okay. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> so this is kind of like a preseason show. It's like preseason. Yeah, right. we're getting the kinks out. We're getting the Ray Davies is in the corner. I'll be getting him out shortly, but the rest of the kinks they have to stay there. Now we're getting the kinks out, and uh, uh, you know, just a little a little practice round, just again, a little a little less, uh, shall we say, less uh, less pressure, less okay. pressure. This one, the the results don't count, but everyone's going to judge us both anyway. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be in the warm seat. The warm seat, indeed. It's, it's the oh. warm seat. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported, and we don't have to cut you just yet. We have plenty of time before <laughs> the regular season games. Live from Port Lucy. Indeed. So uh, one other bit of news before we start going here is that we have moved uh, our patron account. Uh, we are now on Patreon. So if you uh, want to check us out and support the cause here, we would greatly appreciate it patreon.com slash beat my guest if you have already been a patron and thank you so much for those of you who have uh i've given you information about how to switch that over from the old account to the new account uh if you have any questions you know how to contact me bmgpod at gmail.com and uh yeah how about we get to the fun of the fun of the stuff now now that all business is out of the way 
Let's do it. Let's do listen, it. Listen, I'm ready. Listen, look, yeah, listen, look. Uh, <laughs> should we sit down, George? Yes, George. Yeah, Karen, we should sit down. Okay. Wrong podcast. Okay, anyway. So, as always, as usual, there's going to be four rounds of four questions apiece. In each round, I will let Katan know the categories in order they'll be using for that round. Before we read the question, he gets to lock in how many points he wishes each question to be worth. Get it right. He gets the points. It is just that simple. Also going to be a halftime bonus for 10 points. A confidence question at the end of the game. Uh, your last chance to try and improve your final score, sir. But I will explain all that we get there. We cannot get there until we take our first baby steps on the road to the end of the show. Are you ready, sir? Let's do this. I am so ready. He is ready. I hope you are ready. I hope you haven't turned it off. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing in this episode. I can already tell. Uh, <laughs> that that, that is being trimmed about, about two minutes. Anyway, <laughs> here are the categories we're going to be using in round one. As always, the point values available to you are one, three, five, and seven. We're going to kick things off with who done it. Follow it up with mashup. We're going to move along to analogies. And we're going to wrap up round one with what comes next. But first things first, who done it? One, three, five, or seven. So, AJ, uh, yes, in the spirit of preseason, I'm going to start off a little bit uh, hot. Like, you know, sometimes some people do good in preseason. That's my goal, you know. So, I'm going to start off uh, who done it. We're going to start off, you know what? Let's just go five. Not that hot. Five points. So, yeah, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think uh, there was like a, a bunch of seasons in a row where they went 4-0 and in preseason and uh, didn't win four games in the regular season. So I hear you. I hear you. Uh, let's hope you're a little less uh, buck-like here today. A little more tweaky, I guess. <laughs> Look, I am buck. All right, here is your first question for five points. In 1886, a trio of brothers from New Jersey created first aid kits for railroad workers before pivoting to women's health and maternity care. Who done it? A trio of brothers, and they pivoted to Pivot. women's health. Pivot! They pivoted to women's health and maternity care. Who the hell did it? Something happened, and they said, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much more lucrative if we deal with the with the baby having folk, Ugh. I'm trying to come up with something that would even make sense. I don't know this one, AJ. I don't think you thought I would know this one. <laughs> and I was so confident when I was starting out. But I, I am going to come up uh, with a name. And the name is the... Uh, Frankenheimer brothers, the Frankenheimers, the Frankenheimers, you know, the, the Frankenheimers were the scientists, not the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's Frankenheimer. Uh, well, uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, these were uh, Trier brothers. Their names, Robert Wood, James Wood, and Edward Mead. Those were their first and middle names. They got together, handed out those Band-Aids, and then pivoted and worked on that women's health care. They would go on to form the company that we know today as Johnson & Johnson. Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, that's fair. It's okay if that you got stuck on Band-Aids because, you know, 
Bandage was stuck on you. Yeah. All right. Moving okay. on. Okay. That's right. We are moving on. <laughs> We're hopping on that railroad. <laughs> hope, hope he, I should have got that one. I should have, but. It was you know. gettable. I, I don't know if you should. I wouldn't say should have got it, but it was gettable. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to the mashup. One, three, or seven points still available to you. What say ye? Uh, for mashup, let's let's just do three. Right, three points for the mashup. Yeah. Good luck. And here we go. After playing a cop in Ghostbusters, Turner and Hooch, and multiple other movies, perhaps most notably as Sergeant Al Powell, he caused widespread panic in New York after listening to the rantings of Harvey. I think I got the first part of this. I have to suss out the last part. The first suss half. <laughs> the first half. Uh, brother. Uh, the first half, of, of course, uh, taking off from Johnson and the first clue, I think you went where I probably would have went as well with uh, Reginald Bell Johnson, also known as... Uh, the dad on Family Matters, I, which I've never watched. So I just thought I'd share that little tidbit in case some people <laughs> um, wanted to know. Never seen an episode, although I am familiar with Stephen Urkel. Stefan Urkel. <laughs> so that part, I think I got. Who listened to the rantings of Harvey? Who is Harvey? Okay. There was giant invisible rabbit Harvey and then there was the giant predator <laughs> Harvey uh, that I don't want to talk about but maybe that's what we... <laughs> no I <laughs> wow uh, I wasn't going down the Miramax rabbit hole here uh... <laughs> okay uh, woo and uh <laughs> Those are the two Harveys that immediately... Oh, well, there's the host of the Family Feud. This is going to be a long night, AJ, and a lot of editing. I warned you. (laughs) (laughs) Reginald Bell, John, son of Sam. That, I think, no. (laughs) I've never seen a guest go from zero to 50 to zero again that quickly. (laughs) Uh, AJ, my answer is going to be Reginald Bell Johnson of Sam. Reginald Bell Johnson of Sam is your answer. Well, uh, as for the first part of the clue, I think we all know the great Sergeant Al Powell uh, in that great Christmas movie, Die Hard. (laughs) (laughs) What you talking about? Uh, did I do that? (laughs) Yes, uh, we are talking about the great Reginald Bell Johnson. Uh, that is indeed the first half of this mashup. He was a cop in Ghostbusters and Turner and Hooch as well. He's got a lot of cops on the resume here. As for the second part of the clue, widespread panic in New York City one summer in the 1970s because there was this guy who went around shooting people at the behest of his neighbor's dog. And that dog's name happened to be Harvey. Yes. Reginald Bell John, son of Sam, is the answer. Well done, sir. Oh, thank you. I am going home now. <laughs> I really thought you were going to immediately talk yourself out of a right answer there faster than anyone has ever done so before. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure about, I didn't remember that the dog's name was Harvey, but 
it, something was sticking at my craw. Is that the expression? <laughs> and so uh, I was glad I, I was glad I was able to suss that out, as it were. Yes, David Berkowitz uh, listening to the dog and never questioning it, never once going Javi. Oh God! Okay. Good old days when you could rap about 1950s sitcoms and have a hit. Wow. Uh, anywho, we've got a one. We've got a seven. How much for analogies? Uh, I don't think I'm too hot in analogies, so I'm going to go with the one for that. One point analogies. Here is your one point analogy. James Boswell is to Samuel as Robert Caro is to who? Wow. Okay. Boswell, well, I remember him. He was on Charlie's Angels. And, <laughs> okay, I know that's not it. I know that was Bosley. Okay, Boswell, I have no idea what three out of the three pieces you <laughs> gave me are. Uh, but Boswell sounds like he could be an explorer. Sounds like, you know, the great explorer Boswell. I'm going to say that Boswell is the no, is the actual name of our good friend Samuel Jackson, which is not true at all. <laughs> Pretty sure Samuel Jackson's name is Samuel Jackson. I'm going to say Boswell is the name of a character of Samuel Jackson in a movie of his that I did not see. And then I'm going to go Caro. So actually, maybe it is a movie I saw. Uh, and I'm going to say, Carol, so my answer to the question is Matthew. Matthew! As in Matthew McConaughey. Thinking that the movie is the one where Samuel Jackson was going off in the court, A Time to Kill. I am completely wrong, uh, but that is my answer. So... I'm not sure if it's possible to have an answer that is the complete opposite of the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's possible, AJ. <laughs> so, uh, James Boswell, not played by David Doyle. Uh, James Boswell uh, is one of the most uh, respected biographers in the okay. history of, of writing biographies. His classic biography on uh, English writer Samuel Johnson is considered to be the tops the bee's knees of the pinnacle of biography writing. Robert Caro is another biographer who has won Pulitzer Prizes galore, including uh, his probably most recognizable and most respected work uh, is a biography on another Johnson. Lyndon Baines? Lyndon Baines, yes. Oh. Lyndon. I would have accepted just the L. I would have accepted the LB. Lyndon is the answer I was looking for, Lyndon Baines, for Lyndon Baines Johnson. It was have there. you figured out the theme of this episode yet? Because get ready, my friend. Oh, it you was have there. That, yeah, that was the warm-up zone. Uh, we still have one more question around one. But uh, from this point forward, sir, you may not get lucky with any of your answers. Mm. Full names required. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> lucky, yeah. Yes, indeed. An entire episode, folks, dedicated to the Lucky Johnson. Here we go. What comes next is your last question. <laughs> AJ, you're killing me, bro. All right. You'll have half the answer every time. Uh, 
<laughs> for seven points. Here is your what comes next question. Are you ready? I am so ready for this. Nora Jones, 2003. 50 Cent, 2004. Scissor Sisters, 2005. What comes next? 2006. Clearly, this is a musical question. I mean, yes, it's what comes next. But <laughs> I recognize Nora Jones, 50 Cent, and Scissor Sisters as musical performers, as it were. Now, a musical performer tends to put out an album. And my guess is that the what comes next is is the musical artist who put out perhaps the top selling or the longest ranked at number one billboard album for that year that is my guess now my answer <laughs> uh is going to be a complete failure i'm trying to think of musical johnson's <laughs> uh you that could get you arrested in several states. I think that was Harvey's problem. Are there any musical Johnsons? Or am I like barking up the wrong tree? I don't I don't remember any music after the year 2000. So that is putting me at a bit of a loss here. This is going to annoy me so I'm going to think for a minute. AJ, I have no freaking clue. So I'm going to say 2006. It was uh oh, what's that that group that I'm trying to think of? The uh <laughs> yes, you know the the, 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 the guy uh, with the thing and the place with the people and and the the girl with the things on the places with the peoples. Exactly. I don't remember. I'm gonna say uh. Panic at the disco. Panic! Exclamation point. At the disco is your answer. Yeah. Sure. Panic at the disco. Why not? Okay. Why not? Well, <laughs> uh, let's let's start with the stuff you did get right. Uh, Nora Jones, Fifty Cent, and Scissor Sisters are indeed all musical artists. Well done. <laughs> I'll take my points, please. No. <laughs> Um, so these are uh, all winners in the years I mentioned, 2003, 4, and 5, of an award at the Brit Awards, oh. which is basically the UK version of the Grammys, for International Breakthrough Act. So Nora Jones in 2003, 50 Cent 2004, Scissor Sisters 2005. As you can see, they, uh, they uh, go over a wide variety of uh, genres when they award this. In 2006, there was one of those WGWGs, white guys with guitars, who kind of took over the scene. He had a huge, huge uh, breakthrough because he sang pretty much every single damn song on the Curious George soundtrack. He was a good friend of the man with the yellow hat. Mm -hmm. And his name was Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. I should have got that. I heard that name. Up my way, yeah, a lot of bubbly, you know, Jason Mraz uh, type music. <laughs> I can, I can already sense the people out there listening to this going, "You idiot! Come on, Jack Johnson! Duh! Obviously, we got the theme of the show." <sighs> 
nevertheless, you know, even knowing that, you know, you still got to pick the right first name. And uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Kuntad, but there are a lot of different first names out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm aware of that. Um, I figured that out at a young age. Dang it. Jack Johnson. Okay. Well, plenty of game left to go. Plenty of game left to go. And you were not shit out in round one. You did get one question right for three points. Much better than the goose egg that I'm sure you were fearing when you sat into the seat. And it's the preseason, you know. You know, it's, it's just you know. I, I actually I should pull you now after one inning, send you to the outfield, and just have you run around and you know get your calisthenics in. That's what I'm gonna do. Round two, as always, point values are going to increase to two, four, six, and eight. Uh, we are going to kick things off round two with history. Move along to sports. We'll follow it up with audio hodgepodge, which admittedly. It's a bit of a lifestyle, and we're going to wrap up the first half in round two with literature. History is up first, however, two, four, six, or eight. History, I'm going to go with four. Here is your four-point history question. Who was the second ever mayor of London? A man who was reportedly dubbed their Trump, only with better hair, by Barack Obama. The second mayor of London, their Trump, only with better hair. I can picture this guy. I mean, I don't want to be offensive, but he's a, I, I picture a kind of a portly guy. Shabby hair, as far as I can see. I can see him, his face. And I'm going to... Uh, can I go with the Lucky Johnson, AJ? <laughs> um, if you gotta, go with Johnson, both names will be required. <laughs> all right. I, it's a, it's, is it a common name? I feel like it's a common name. Um, Chuck, Charles, Bob... Oh, wait a minute. No. Is it? All right. My answer is going to be Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. I, that sounds like something to me, but I could be he goes from off, goes from the very common name, <laughs> Charles and Bob, and then decides to go <laughs> back with that UK fixture uh, of a name, Boris. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Well, um, it actually, I think a lot of people are probably would be surprised that the mayor of London is a very new position. It didn't exist for a very long time, and we are only right now on the third ever mayor of London. Uh, and uh, the second mayor of London uh, was a big fan of Brexit and was very much in favor of uh, pushing towards that. Uh, also, was a very anti-Obama birther, uh, which of course led to the uh, commentary by uh, our former president uh, and uh, the better hair. It, it's, you know, it's, it's like what they say, you know, in the uh, land of the blind men, the one eyed guy is king. Yeah. <laughs> it's better, but it's, it's uh-huh. still pretty damn awful. Yeah. He got caught in a cotton candy machine as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, this man's name was Boris Johnson. Ah! Well done, sir. Ah! Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well done. Well I'm done. I, w- I didn't think you were going to pull it when you came up with Chuck Charles. <laughs> it came to me. I, and I, uh, uh, but you had me though, because I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I, that's not a very common name. I blew it. It's not a very British sounding name, but yes. All right. Well done. Four points for history. Let's keep this ball rolling. Sports is up next. You have two. You have six. You have eight. Okay. I, th- I, I think I'm going to go with two. Two points. I, I sense the fear <laughs> in your voice. Yeah. I mean, 
I have, you know, I'm like going through. There's a bunch of sports Johnsons, AJ. There are and indeed. So yeah, two. I I I don't want to risk this one. All right, let's see if you are uh, wise and prudent, mm-hmm. or if you shall be kicking yourself for wagering two points on this sports question. Okay. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Average 23.4 points per game in the 1985-86 NBA season. <laughs> okay. Who finished next highest in that category amongst all Los Angeles players? Okay. AJ? I'm yes. kicking myself because I didn't know it was going to be one of the most famous Johnsons of all time and a Laker. Well, wait a minute. Unless you're trying to mess with the brother and it's like Michael Cooper. Because I'll, I'll be really upset if that's the case. <laughs> all of a sudden, we'll switch it up. But I am going to go with my man, Mr. Movie Theaters himself, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is your answer. Uh, well, let us look at this, sir. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course, uh, did play for the Lakers many, many years. Uh, master of the Skyhook. And an excellent co-pilot <laughs> on the movie Airplane. Uh, 23.4 points per game. Uh, Magic Johnson also played for the Lakers many, many years. And in 1985-1986, he had a pretty decent season with 18.8 points per game. However, I did not say who finished second on the Lakers. I said who finished second amongst all Los Angeles players. Oh, you... And there's a little team called the Clippers. And Marcus Johnson... You creep! Averaged 20.3 points per Ah! game. Do you really think I'm going to ask a Magic Johnson question? In an episode where I'm telling you Johnson. I'm not going to spot you the Johnson and ask for Magic. I had this big grin on my face. I was like, I can't believe it. AJ threw me a softball in preseason. I, and I wouldn't have got Marcus Johnson. So that's fair. That, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, this just happened in one of those seasons where Magic uh, had a bit of a down year. And Marcus Johnson, who was a bit of an all-star himself for uh, several years. But definitely in the shadow of uh, the better Johnson <laughs> in Los Angeles. But. I should have known you would have been tricky on that one, AJ. You always got to be a little suspicious of the yeah. AJ. You have a chance for revenge here. You can get the audio hodgepodge question right. Here's how it's going to work. I am going to ask you a question. And then I'm going to play you a clip. When I am done playing you the clip, hopefully you'll be able to give me the correct answer to said question. But first, I need to know from you, is this going to be six points or eight? I think I have a better chance of this than I do in literature, so I'm going to go with eight. Eight points for Audio Hodge. Good luck, and here is your question. Katad, I want you to listen to the following clip from a 1993 movie and tell me whose name was the first on the cast list when the credits rolled.
any idea what you were listening to there? If I'm listening to the right clip, that sounded like uh, something very gospely, and uh, sounded like it was a, an exuberant scene at at, at, a, at the end of the movie, and and they're, they're all in the the church, and 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 magic happens, or something happens, and, and no, Mar- just, Marcus happens. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and then there's the triumphant, you know. The tri- the triumphant gospel number. Uh, it sounded a little bit like Lauren Hill, but I think that was a little too early for her. Although I know she was in Sister Act Two. Ooh, she was in Sister Act Two. I'm wondering if that's the right time. That actually does seem like the right time. But I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is is is. Uh, huh? Oh, <laughs> AJ. Yeah. Yes, Kazan. I believe there's an actress that was named Karen Johnson. And Karen Johnson actually has another name. And that name is Whoopi Goldberg. So this uh, was the question for the movie. If the question is the movie, it's... No, no, it's whose name. So Whoopi Goldberg is my answer. Lock it in. So there are a lot of sequels that were made to films that probably shouldn't have been made. And I would say that this one has very few redeeming uh, qualities, except for the fact that Lauren Hill is indeed the person who was singing there, and it's Lauren Hill, and she's singing gospel. JLH, Jennifer Love Hewitt, is also in this film in a very minor role. Very forgettable. Doesn't need to be there. Um, But yeah, they brought back all the nuns from the first movie for Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, and indeed, Karen Johnson, a.k.a. Whoopi Goldberg, is the correct answer. Well done, sir. Whoa, I got one. Again, I was afraid you were going to talk yourself out of it. <laughs> I almost did, AJ, because I was like, oh, but that's Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> then I remembered. All right, well, moving 10 forward to the next question. In literature, uh, you only have six points left, you, so six points it shall be. Are you ready, sir? Let's do it. Okay, here's your six-point literature question. Uh, this man was the first to receive a patronage through the title of Poet Laureate, although uh, the title itself had not officially been created in 1616. He notably wrote in Shakespeare's first folio, he was not of an age, but for all time, and all of the muses were still in their prime. Who was he? Uh, he was a dope MC uh, <laughs> for his day and age. He was the bomb son I think his last name was John, son. And since you are a good friend, I'm going to tell you his first name was Ben. Thank you very much. Ben Johnson. I'm a little disappointed you didn't opt with the Nipsey Russell uh, <laughs> poetry. <laughs> I, I almost read it that way. He was not of an age, but for all time. So, yes, the answer we were looking for here. Uh, the first to ever be uh, the unofficial poet laureate of uh, the UK, but did receive money uh, and uh, basically is considered by most to be that uh, first big poet guy uh, known for The Alchemist, known for Volpone, uh, not known for uh, winning gold medals for Canada and then being found guilty of steroids. But nonetheless, we are looking at Ben Johnson. Well done, sir. Thank you. Yes. AJ, I'm feeling this game. 
Well, yes, feeling it, uh, to be sure. I mean, the only thing you did get right was your uh, kind of boastful Magic Johnson query. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But 18 out of Puzzle 20, I mean, it's hard to uh, best that. Uh, we're going to add the three points to the mix that you got in round one, which you are already sitting pretty at 21 uh, at the half. I, I'd praise you, but, you know, this this game doesn't count. It's just an exhibition, right? It, it, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mercy is not strange. But, uh, we, <laughs> hey, 21, let us just keep on going here because uh, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed with you, sir. Very nicely done here. Halftime is where we are. It is our only partial credit question of the game. Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to ask you the question. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about your answer. And when we return from break, you will give me said answers. And hopefully you will have some right ones to the following halftime bonus question. Three movies with the word Johnson in the title have grossed at least $1 million at the United States box office. Uh, just for the record, this does not include uh, the recent film LBJ, which did meet this qualifier, but it's LBJ and not Johnson. Right. For two points each, I would like for you to name for me each one of these three films, and for an additional bonus point with a maximum of four, name any of the top-billed actors from any of those three movies. All right, so give you a little time to think about your answers, Todd, and we will be back. After the break. Are you beating my guest? Or is my guest beating you? Tell us all about it on Twitter or Gmail at BMGPod. If you like what you're hearing, please review and rate us on iTunes. And if you'd like to support Beat My Guest, helping to make more episodes like this possible, please consider becoming a patron. And now, back to me for the second half of this week's episode. And welcome back to Beat My Guest. My guest this week is Kintad Svensgaard. When we last left Kintad, he was sitting on a very healthy 21 points, working on the following halftime bonus question. Three movies with the word Johnson in the title have grossed at least $1 million at the United States box office. We are not counting the recent film LBJ in this mix. But for two points each, Kintad must name all three of those films. And for an additional bonus point with a maximum of four, he is to name for me any of the top billed actors from any of those three movies. Kintad, what have you got for me? AJ, I will tell you right now that uh, my age is creeping up on me. Or these movies were from like, you know, long ago and nobody would possibly remember them. But I don't I, I am not thinking of any Johnson movies right now. So I'm just going to throw out three titles for you. Uh, the first title is Mrs. Johnson. One of the top billed actors was uh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> Chris Tucker. <laughs> and uh, that was a direct video, but it did make a lot of money. <laughs> the direct <laughs> video was still made a million to the box office. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was later released. It was so popular. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, that, that when the director went back and put all the special effects in, re-released it. Sure. <laughs> Clearly, this happened. I'm I'm gonna say there was a movie called uh, The Lucky Johnson, um, and that's where we got that expression from. And that's a movie a lot of people don't remember, um, but it starred John Wayne. Okay. And uh, the final movie uh, was clearly uh, Mr. Johnson goes to the horse races. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> it was a big hit. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What, what was the title again? Mr. Johnson goes to the horse races. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. And uh, that starred. Uh, that was a uh, who was that? That was a uh, Robert Cope. Robert Cope. Did he have a co-star? Because you know you're allowed four names for this. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that was a uh, uh, Robert Cope and uh, and Margaret. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah, I believe that was. <laughs> Yeah, it was like uh, after Jailhouse Rock uh, and Margaret uh, before I Spy. Yeah, it was like in that little sweet spot there. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's killing me. <laughs> killing me here. I really want to be able to give you points for this. But we're going to go uh, from uh, highest uh, earning uh, film to, to lowest. I mean, there's only three of them, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, there was a film. Came in at $44 million in the box office. It starred uh, Robert Redford. So I think you might have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a character actor uh, from the time named Will Gear. Those were the two main roles. And this was a film called Jeremiah Johnson. Oh. Could have guessed big stars from eras and maybe come up with Robert Redford. Certainly yeah. possible. Awesome. Uh, the second film, $31 million, Not nearly as successful, but still pretty darn good. This was a little delightful film called the Johnson family vacation. <laughs> of course. Starred uh, Cedric, the entertainer. <laughs> oh. Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. That's, that's my pro- old broadcasting professor, uh, Roosevelt, Rick Wright, who actually taught her up at Syracuse. And always Vanessa Williams. I know Nessa Williams. <laughs> But yeah, Vanessa Williams there uh, of Miss America fame. Solange Knowles was in that film as well. Oh, Solange. And, uh, the other member of the Johnson family, the titular family, a guy by the name of Shad Moss, better known as Lil Bow Wow. Yes. Yeah, I feel like I heard of that one, but promptly erased it from memory. Yeah, as probably most of us probably should have. <laughs> uh, and the third one. Only made $1 million, so it barely hit the cutoff here. Ugh. But it's still the third best Johnson film of all time. It starred, in the title role, uh, a guy by the name of Maynard Eziashi. <laughs> Don't expect you to know that. But the two other uh, stars of the film were Pierce Brosnan, oh. James Bond guy, you know, and uh, Edward Woodward, who uh, was TV's The Equalizer. Equalizer. Yeah. So it was tough, tough film. Unfortunately, I cannot give you the points. I was really hoping I was going to because the name of this film was Mr. Johnson. Oh, I was going to say Mr. and I went with Mrs. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan, that's the movie I was talking about. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, <laughs> Edward Woodward, and uh, Mr. Ishijaki. He's a jockey. He's a jockey. He's a jockey, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep, Go to the horse race. Keep pushing. Keep pushing, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, no points in that round, but I think I think we all learned a little something along the way. Oh, yeah. What it was, I have no idea. Uh, all right, let us move quickly into round three. You know, you know, it's one of the few times I don't feel bad that somebody uh, bombed the halftime bonus because you're doing so well. You really are. You have 21 points, possibly better than you've done ever before in the past through a half. Possibly. Possibly. I'm not going to go back and check, so sure. Yeah, sounds good. So. Yeah, let's move on to round three, where the point values stay the same, two, four, six, and eight. The categories, though, they're going to switch up a little bit here. 
we're going to kick things off with that happened. Move along to television. And follow it up with movies. And we're going to wrap up round three with the final appearance, folks. Pour 40 out for the Wiggle Room. This will be our last Wiggle Room. Aww. I know, I know. It's just easier to theme words rather than numbers. <laughs> that is uh, true. Yes, yeah, so two, four, six, or eight. That happened. That happened. We're going to go with uh, four. Four points for that happened. All right. Good luck. And here is your question. Carol Johnson was sitting in a recliner when she was shot in the back by her son-in-law. Now, don't worry. The 74-year-old woman was perfectly fine after a brief stay at the emergency room and apparently was not the intended target. What was? Uh, <laughs> Carol Johnson. Good old Carol. She was strong, Carol was. Uh, <laughs> managed to get shot, but he wasn't aiming at her. He was uh, aiming at the TV set, AJ. He was aiming at the TV. Any particular uh, reason uh, for shooting at the TV set? Something uh, sparked his ire, or was it just target practice? Or he was the noise was just bothering him. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, noise bothering. You know, why not just boom, boom, make more noises? Uh, uh, no, okay. So here's what happened, I and mean, it makes perfect sense to me. Her son-in-law was in the backyard. <laughs> Uh-huh. And had his nine millimeter pistol with him, which is his does. absolute Second Amendment right as an American, sure. And he thought, "Hey, I like to shoot this thing. Look over there. There is an armadillo. <laughs> an armadillo. Yes. Yeah, so the answer I was looking for is an armadillo. He he hit the armadillo, uh, which yeah, killed the creature. But you know those armadillos? They have these things called really hard, hard shelled backs." Mm-hmm. Uh, although he killed the armadillo, uh, the bullet ricocheted off the armadillo through the wall of the mobile home, which they lived in, through her recliner and into her back. AJ, when did this happen? Because I feel like I would have heard something about this. Uh, it's an oldie but a goodie. I believe it was about five years ago. Okay. Not quite current events, but not I'm you know not the 1800s either. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just must. I, I somehow missed that one. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, my favorite quote from from the sheriff after the fact when the incident was done and she was fine and you know wasn't pressing charges and whatever thing he said. Well, you know, a nine millimeter is not the right weapon to be used for shooting at varmints and whatnot. <laughs> no, it is not. Should have used a shotgun. <laughs> wow. All right. Very good. Well, let's move on to the rest of the whatnot <laughs> in yes. this episode. Whatnot is the points, is not. Uh, television up next, two, six, or eight. This is usually my strong category. I'm not sure how it's going to go tonight, though, but I will uh, go ahead and wager the eight points. Eight points on television. I wish you well. I wish you luck. And here's the question. Comedian Bill Saluga made an entire career out of playing one particular character on many different television shows. Although perhaps he is most famous for his 1970s commercials. For your points, what's his name, Einstein, if he got the mind? Ooh, methinks there was a clue buried in that question. Uh, what's his name, Einstein, if you got the mind? Many TV commercials, predominantly in the 70s. 
my Einstein. Oh, that that sounds like something. I don't think this is the Maytag repairman. I don't think this is the time to get the donuts guy. Don't think it's even Mr. Whipple. But where's Johnson coming in to play? I don't think he was Woodsy the Owl. <laughs> AJ, for lack of a better answer, which really chaps my hives because TV is my category. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he was uh, uh, Mr. Whipple. Mr. Whipple. Please do not squeeze the charm in Mr. Whipple. You're squeezing it yourself. Gosh, darn it. Uh, 70s. I love the commercials from the 70s. I really do. Um, There was a series of commercials here for Miller Lite. They just would have celebrities on. Is is he the guy? You can call me or you can call me. Yes, it is. It is. It was the earnest. It was the earnest of his generation. Bill Saluga came up with this character. Uh, would have fit right in on the uh, white collar comedy tour. Uh, you know, get her done. And like, no, his thing that he said every single act, he would guest star on shows and he'd just show up. They'd say, Mr. Johnson. And he'd go, You could call me Ray, or you could call me Jay, or you could call me RJ, or you could call me RJJ, but you doesn't have to call me Johnson. And that was his shtick. He also did a commercial for a Simon like game called Einstein. You could call it I. Or you could call it Stein. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Yes. Bill Saluga's most famous character, Ray J. Johnson Jr. Uh, I remember him clearly now, but I wouldn't have come up with the Ray J. Anyway, there is a Ray J. I could come up with. (laughs) Speaking of Johnson. (laughs) 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 But I'm going to just leave that alone. Yes, I see you've been keeping up with your pop culture. Uh, yes, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> movies! Hey, have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, two points, six points. Movies, how much? We will go six points for movies. Six points for movies. Uh, now, Kintad, there are many possible answers to the question, who voiced Spider-Man? in the 2018 animated hit Into the Spider-Verse. However, only one of those answers would fit this episode's theme. Who voiced Spider-Man? Huh. Um, I have heard this is an excellent film. I haven't paid too much attention to it, so I don't know the voice cast at all. Uh, so if we're going to keep within the theme, we're going to go with someone whose last name is Johnson, I'm assuming... There is a really big star, perhaps the biggest star of this day and age, with the last name Johnson. But I don't know, AJ. Maybe <laughs> you may be trying to, uh, to, to Magic Johnson me here. So let me think about it a second more. I, I, I'm going to go with Dwayne Johnson, AJ. And I, I have no better answer. I don't know who was in that movie. So I'm going with Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Um, Rock. Well, I think he was a little bit too busy getting his little TV show together. American Gladiators for the New Generation. Uh, Titan Games, yeah. Uh, I did see this movie uh, over the holidays. Uh, It is amazing. Uh, The animation is so uh, interesting and cool. In fact... You forget you're watching a cartoon up until 
the final fight sequence, which is the only part of the movie that took me out of it. Cause like, all right, now I'm watching a stupid cartoon. Like, and it, it just didn't work. You couldn't really tell what's going on. And, but up until that point, there were moments where you, you thought you were watching live action people doing nice. things, even the incredible stuff. It was fantastic. Highly recommend seeing it. There are an amazing uh, number of voices in this film. And the premise of the film is that uh, there are, uh, there's a rift in the space-time continuum, and uh, Spider-Men from all different universes come together, uh, and they're vastly different. Of course, the uh, main character, Miles Morales, is voiced by Shameik Moore. Gwen Stacy, who's like a female Spider-Man, voiced by Halle Steinfeld. We have uh, Nicolas Cage voicing this kind of film noir Spider-Man. We have uh, comedian John Mulaney <laughs> voicing a pig who goes by the name of spider ham peter b parker the slacker spider-man who uh wants to just stay on the couch and eat uh <laughs> junk food all day uh which is pretty much what this actor did in his regular role uh for many years on new girl jake johnson is the oh, answer. okay jake johnson all right that brings us to the last question of round three uh not going as well as did round two so hopefully well, you know, there's so many multiple universes out there, Kintad. I'm sure in one of them, you've gotten every question right. Uh, one of them, you've gotten every question wrong. So we really shouldn't complain. Uh, let's look inside you. Let's see if you can pull your inner Spider-Man. Let's send the wiggle room off in style, sir. Mm-hmm. It's be two points to you. Good luck. Mm-hmm. With the standard 10% wiggle room in either direction, here's your question. According to congress.gov, since 1929, how many members of both the House and Senate have been named Johnson? Oh, well, that's simple because I've been keeping track of this. No, so I'm not even gonna. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go. Well, I, at first you think, oh, that's got to be high, and it's probably relatively high, but maybe not as high as I'm thinking. Uh, or as one might think, but not as low as one might think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And how many... uh, And keep in mind, we're only looking from 1929 on, not since the beginning of the American government. Correct. Correct. Uh, Since 1929. Is a a person counted twice for... I mean, it's just if they're the person... It's only one term like that you're counting for that one person, right? If you're if you are in Congress for fifty years, you count once. Okay. That doesn't help me at all. I'm going to say the number of Johnsons that have passed through the hallowed halls of Congress uh since nineteen twenty nine. I'm gonna guess a relatively, I think, low number and say Four hundred and twenty-eight. Four hundred and twenty-eight Johnsons. Now let's think about this number just a little bit here. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me look dumb, AJ. Ah, you did that all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now there are fifty states, right. one hundred senators at a time, and many of them get elected for year after year, six-year yeah. terms. Yes, yes, that is true. We're we're, we're talking ninety <laughs> years here. <laughs> now there are in fairness there are representatives right elected every two years a lot of them of course also get elected again and again but are you 400 is a little high is that high all right well <laughs> currently i will say currently we have more johnsons uh in office than at any time 
in in recent history. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> yes, <laughs> make America Johnson again. Um, so, uh, with the uh, swearing in of the uh, most recent uh, batch of representatives, uh, we have we have a Dusty Johnson uh, from South Dakota who uh, keeps the present number at six. Sam Johnson of Texas retired uh, with the last election. Uh, there is Mike Johnson from Louisiana. There is Bill Johnson from Ohio. Hank Johnson from Georgia. Eddie Bernice Johnson from Texas. And Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Currently all in office. But since 1929, sir, only 15 people named Johnson. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Let me give you the wiggle room. <laughs> oh, yes. That's important. So if you said between 14 and 16 people. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad yeah, to I... see this category leave. <laughs> A little high. <laughs> <laughs> I, why do I fear that you would have probably said 47 if I had just asked you for this year? <laughs> yeah. I guess it's a common name, but. I, <sighs> I was, uh, I don't know what I was thinking. It's all good. You know what? That's I like you. You making me laugh. And that's what I'm here for. <laughs> Fortunately for you, highest scoring round of the game still yet to be played, with the point values increasing to three, five, seven, and nine. Here are the categories that you've been waiting for, Kintad. I have. We're gonna kick things off with around the world. Followed up with science. Move along to pop goes the blank, and we are gonna wrap up round four and regulation play with. Music! But first things first, I need to know from you how much you'd like to wager on Around the World, 357 or 9. I'm going to go with five. Five points for Around the World. Good luck. And here is your question. Believed to have once been an active volcano, Mount Johnson, as it was called until 1923, stands over 800 feet high above a maple syrup producing region of what province? Province is a clue because <laughs> not a lot of areas in the United States <laughs> are considered provinces. I was happy at first <laughs> because I heard maple syrup, which is a, is well known for Vermont, but Vermont is not a province. Well, uh, but just a little just a little tip here. Uh, my around the world question is rarely America. This is my international question. Right. So, it wasn't going to be Vermont. <laughs> All right. So now that makes me hop around the globe a bit. The word province. <laughs> now, Canada has territories and it has. Is it provinces? Oh, man, I'm horrible at geography. <laughs> I'm going to say Canada has provinces. No, that doesn't sound right. Is it right? You can't tell me. All right. I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to. Throw it out there and say Ontario. Ontario is your answer. Yes. Uh, so the United States of America has states. <laughs> Mexico, which is uh, actually the official name is the United States of Mexico, has states. Yeah. Canada has territories like the Northwest Territory, the Yukon Territory. Yeah. Uh, and provinces, yes. Oh, God. Right, I'm not as dumb as I thought, but I mean, I don't care if I get the re the question wrong. I didn't want to look stupid. I'm thinking territories and 
provinces. Okay. Yes, maple syrup. Uh, if you're not thinking Vermont, you should probably think Canada. Mount Johnson uh, in 1923 was renamed Mont Saint Grégoire oh, in honor yeah. of uh, good old Saint Gregory, <laughs> the inventor of Gregorian chants. Uh, and because I said Mont Saint Grégoire. I think you now know that the correct answer is Quebec. Quebec, Canada, yes, indeed. Uh, close. Oui, oui. <laughs> I was close. You were close. You, you, you almost had that egg on your face. You, you, you <laughs> caught it just in the nick of time. Just uh, watch your back. Someone out in the backyard is shooting armadillos. <laughs> yeah, be careful. All right, mm-hmm. science mm-hmm. is next. Three, seven, or nine. Three points for science. All right, three points for science. Good luck. And here we go. There aren't too many sexologists who actually deserve the title. And no, Ron Jeremy is not one of them. But Alfred Kinsey is, as is the duo of William H. Masters and who? And I even watched this show, and I can't think of her name. (laughs) This was a, a a Showtime show, uh, Masters of Sex, about Masters and Johnson, uh, well-noted sex researchers. But her name, <laughs> which is what you are asking, oh, boy. Oh, what was her name, AJ? What was her name? You know the name Vera sounds good. I feel like it's kind of an old-school name like that. Like maybe you don't find too many of this name around now. Wow. This hurts my heart because I actually watched this show, at least the first season. I didn't really continue on with it. I don't know why Vera keeps popping in my head. I'm going to say Vera. Vera is your answer. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, the actress who played Johnson in Masters of Sex on Showtime. Fine actress. I I think you just demonstrated while uh, Dr. Bruce Westheimer used to say, the brain is the sexiest organ. Uh, you, you, you're thinking about sex. I think your brain is trying to give you the right answer there. You kept getting kicked back to Vera. It's Virginia. Ah, Virginia E. Johnson. That's good. That's good for her. <laughs> All right, we're going to move along to Pop Goes the Blank. Two highest scoring questions still on the board, sir. Seven and nine. Pop Goes the Blank. Uh, let's make that seven. We'll finish it out with the bang. Okay. <laughs> well, the last question was supposed to be about the bang, but that, <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> all right. Seven points. Pop goes the blank. Good luck. And yes, here's where this uh, answer you gave erroneously earlier uh, lives. We're going to talk about The Rock. Fill in the blank from this famous interview of Dwayne The Rock Johnson held prior to WrestleMania 14. Later on in this very interview, uh, he's about to give his catchphrase for the very first time. But I want you to fill in the blank. If you were the leader of this country, how would you run things? Well, actually, blank. The Rock feels like this. Huh. It's a long-winded way of saying who was he talking to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a big wrestling person, AJ. I, I did watch it when I was a younger lad. Um, but by the time Rock come, the Rock had come along, I pretty much stopped watching wrestling. However, uh, 
there's a gentleman who recently passed away that I'm going to guess because he used to do all of the interviews, or at least the ones that I would watch uh, with the wrestlers. Um, and that was Mean Gene Okerlund. Mean yes. Gene Okerlund. Yes, he was the fine announcer. Uh, many hours of enjoyment listening to him interviewing the likes of Piper and Andre the Giant and um, probably uh, trivia fans certainly uh, – Think of his interview with uh, Randy Macho Man Savage fondly. It's where we get, oh, yeah, the cream of the crop. was uh, in an interview where uh, Randy Macho Man Savage was just trying to get Mean Gene to laugh, and he kept pulling out little, little cream packets from all over his every pocket and all over his body, putting them on his head and everything. Hilarious. But Mean Gene, the professional he was, never broke. Unfortunately, not the correct answer, but a fine person to give uh, tribute to. Yeah, this was this was the uh, first instance. He hadn't fully formed the phrase yet. This person was asking him questions about politics and uh, if you if you were the leader of the country, how would you run things? And if you were, uh, you know, what what kind of institutions would you change? What kind of laws would you pass? And at some point, he just kind of ad libbed, "If you smell what I'm cooking." And from that point on, that was his thing. He just the the, 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 this person was someone who knew a lot about uh, being the leader of the country, or at least had a relationship with someone who became the leader of this country. This was a fine interview between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Jennifer Flowers. Wow. Yeah, so he says, well, actually, Jenny, The Rock feels like this. So if you said Jenny, if you said Jennifer, if you knew it was Jennifer Flowers, give yourselves the points. Contagent not, he gets nothing. Yes. (laughs) Well, that was an interesting second half of the show. <laughs> you still got one question left. You still got one question left. Oh, okay, can, okay. One right answer can uh, make us all forget the seven questions that came before, plus the halftime round in which you also got nothing. All right. We've been sitting at 21 for a very long time. Yeah, I've got, oh, I got my high score in the bag here. You have 21. You still have 21. My God, you still have 21, man. All right, here is your nine-point music question. Good luck. What singer's first single with a pre-existing band contained the following lyric? Now I'm back in the ring to take another swing because the walls were shaking. Back in the ring, take another swing because the walls were shaking. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea based on the lyric, but I'm going to throw out a guess because of the pre-existing band clue. There were many bands that have had to part ways with one singer and then got another singer. So I'm going to just go with the, what does this have to do with Johnson? Ah, that stopped me short (laughs) because I was about to go with Sammy Hagar because you know, Sammy Hagar replaced uh, David Lee Roth, but I don't think that's it because I believe Sammy Hagar. Well, no, that could be a, a made-up name, but I I wouldn't <laughs> know. I, I, why would you go with that, right? But you have used a a, a name that wasn't really a name before. <laughs> have, have you heard the Johnson Family Singers? <laughs> yeah, great. I, I, I'm not gonna get it on the lyrics. And I'm not going to get it on the pre-existing because I can't think of a 
the the Johnson is is throwing me off. I'm going to just go with my first instinct on that and say Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar is your answer. Sammy Hagar, of course, taking over for uh, Diamond Dave. David Lee Roth, then he himself went away, and Gary Sharon of Extreme took over, and nobody can name a single song that they sung because everyone bailed at that point, and probably with good reason. Not the correct answer, unfortunately, yeah. sir. The walls were shaking. The earth was quaking. My mind was aching. And we were making it, and you shook me all night long. So that's ACDC. Yes, Bon Scott was the lead singer, passed away, drank a little too much. Five months later, the band who had considered just breaking up said, no, no, this guy's pretty good. And they had a hit with You Shook Me All Night Long. Brian Johnson came in to save the band. Um, so I actually am familiar with the song. I believe that was on the Back in Black album. Ah, uh, let me do the math here. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Need uh, yeah, I gotta change the batteries. Hang on a second. It's gonna be a while. Uh, 21 points. 21 points. Not, hey, I'm, I'm happy with that. Remember way back in the day, oh, probably about 30 minutes ago, <laughs> when you were sitting there, time goes by, and then you 21 points. Ugh. Thank God this is preseason. Confidence yeah. question is next. Yeah. yeah. This is your last chance to try and improve your final score. You've had about nine chances in a row that hasn't improved your final score, but you still have one more chance. Hey, only one question is before you. Yes. Only one answer is required. I yes. will give you the category. Yes. And you must, must, must wait between one and ten points to get it right. And I will happily, happily add it to your score. But if you get it wrong, Todd, not only will you lose those precious points, but I'm going to have to find some random guy on the street named Johnson, stick you in a car with him, and send you on a vacation all the way up to the closest province in Canada. <laughs> so I ask you, sir, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are you in a category that I am calling, and I think you all saw this one coming, do you feel lucky? <laughs> uh, well, do I? Punk. Thank you. I, AJ, you know, I never get the confidence question when I'm playing along at home, listening to the show, or when I'm in the hot seat. I never get the confidence question. So I'm going to bet a conservative 10 points on this. A conservative 10 points? Yes. Yes. It's 10 points still, but it's a conservative 10 points. Oh, thank goodness it's not a liberal 10 points. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) You know... When you when you say four thousand, but you really mean six. <laughs> yes. Conservative ten points. Uh, yes. <laughs> Politics is scary. All right, here we go, sir. Good luck. Johnny Rumley was the winner of NASCAR's MBNA two hundred back in nineteen ninety five. What was the name of the fictional character who was the Alfred E. Newman esque mascot of Rumley's biggest sponsor? This company also one sponsored race car driver, Dick Trickle. <laughs> Were you aware that there was a race car one time called Dick Trickle? Because the look on your face is, is priceless. Yeah, well, as soon as you said NASCAR, I zoned out. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I've heard of Richard Petty. 
and I think that's okay. probably about okay, it. Fine, but yeah, you've heard, but you've heard of uh, of the fact that NASCAR has, has sponsors, right. which are major corporations who right. buy cars and put their logos all over the cars and whatnot. Right. Uh, right. This is 1995, yeah. and Johnny Rumley uh, was sponsored by this company. They had a fictional character who was like their mascot, an Alfred E. Newman-esque kind of mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this company also notably once sponsored Dick Trickle. So who sponsors NASCAR? You get all kinds of folks. I, I see STP uh, on, on cars. I'm having a great time uh, with you today, AJ. I'm having fun. I'm having some laughs. And it's preseason. Absolutely. This does not count. <laughs> so with that in mind, I am going to say, I don't know if the mascot is the name of the company here, but I'm going to say Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. You sure you don't want to go with Chuck E. Charles E. Cheese? Chuck E. Charles E. Cheese. <laughs> um, I don't think there's a Johnson involved, but I... I can't even think of a mascot other than Chucky, so... Well, Katad, this was the episode all about Johnsons. Yeah. And throughout history, Johnsons have been big, but they were never bigger than in the mid-90s when uh, this t-shirt company called Big Johnson uh, was very popular, especially amongst the South and certain NASCAR uh, fans. They would put these shirts on, and they'd have sort of off-color, uh, shall we say, uh, penis-related commentary, but not quite double entendre stuff going on there. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, checking your oil <laughs> with with Big Johnson, things like that. Ha ha ho 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 ho. And uh, yeah, they had kind of Joe Camel-shaped kind of creature character on there. <laughs> we all know about Joe Camel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm starting to get the picture now. Yes. Uh, so, enormous Johnson. Oh, God. <laughs> if we're going to end the, the, the show with the biggest uh, point value available to you, we're going to come up with the biggest Johnson of them all. Got to. And there's Got no to. bigger Johnson than enormous Johnson. I, I, am... I apologize to everybody. Yeah. And I apologize to your listeners that are NASCAR fans. I, I, uh, I really had no clue on that one. But now I feel like I've learned something. Yeah, have you? <laughs> uh, Johnson's in Congress. I'm surprised it wasn't the Ballad of Dickie Booby based on this question. <laughs> well, Katan, although I have to take the 10 points away, uh, you still finish with double digits. 11 points. And I know this was all just a sucker punch. This was all just you playing a little rope-a-dope. Because when you come back for your uh, hot seat appearance at some point in uh, Season 4, I know, uh, ooh, you're going to lay a beating on my audience. But, uh, yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you realize what's going on. You see the the, the, uh, the game I'm playing. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, before I let you go, is there anything you want to plug, want to shout out to, uh, want to just, uh, you know, sing to the heavens? You know, it's up to you. AJ, I just want to say that uh, I really enjoyed this uh, special preseason episode. I had a great time. Uh, I thought your questions were well written and 
delivered with panache. And <laughs> are you, you going to tell me that the show was much better than Cats and you want to see it again and again? <laughs> Uh, I just want to say Happy New Year and uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you for uh, agreeing to endure what I put you through each and every time. Uh, I I also thank you for uh, taking uh, uh, taking good uh, care of our uh, beat my guest the fans hot seat group on Facebook. Uh, well, it's still it's still there. Yes. Yes. Hasn't wandered off to the woods and uh, gotten kidnapped by goats or something. That happens. <laughs> uh, yes. I, uh, I I love the Facebook group, and uh, I think season four, you'll see a little bit more than Todd posting. Yeah, and uh, well, I can't, can't, can't say less, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ooh, the shade of it. Uh, yeah, but no, I, I thank you all for listening. Uh, I thank you all for uh, building this community, and uh, I'm looking forward to some really good things coming up. We're going to begin recording episodes next week for season four. I've already started writing the questions. Uh, if you are interested in uh, taking Richard in the hot seat, uh, in, go to that Facebook group. Uh, we definitely we have a, a list building, a lot of interest. I appreciate the interest, and I will be getting in touch with people very soon to start that. And uh, yeah, good time was had by all. You may leave the hot seat. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much, Gitad. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back very soon with season four. Until then, take care and bye bye. Did you beat our guest, or did our guest beat you? Tell us all about it on Twitter, at BMGPod, or email us, bmgpod at gmail.com. Also, please review and rate us on iTunes, and if you liked what you heard, spread the word. This has absolutely not been a Mark Goodson, Bill Todman production. Is this how it's supposed to be? But you didn't have to call me Johnson!